already Philadelphia is hell. Uh, and I say that just as somebody who lived there, so I know. Um, but it's 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 tragic, tragic, tragically sad. So um, coming up in uh, just a minute, we have uh, one of the guys who broke the story about the uh, disinformation that the government is uh, is giving on uh, disinformation. Um, they've put uh, glenbeck.com. Uh, and also blaze.com uh, as uh, false and misleading. So they're ones that really social media should watch and maybe you shouldn't watch as much because we're on the naughty list. It's so naughty. We're going to get coal. <gasps> Not coal. That's CO2. Why do you want to kill the earth, Santa? I'm in a good mood, um, not just because Kansas City won, but because the Eagles lost. And that is going to make Stu very, very sad. And he returns tomorrow. And gosh, I'd hate to rub salt in the wound, but I think I just might have to. Uh, congratulations to Kansas City. Um, let, me, um, let me bring you to uh, a very important journalist, what works for the uh, Washington Examiner, which if you don't read the Washington Examiner, you should read that every day. Gabe Kaminsky is an investigative reporter, and um, he did some digging into this uh, this foreign group uh, that is um, making all kinds of cash, secretly blacklisting people like me, Glenbeck.com, Blaze. Dot com and a whole host of others working to get people to cancel all of the commercials so then we go out of business. And you know what? They're doing a pretty terrible job because business is booming right now. Of course, I can't say the same for traditional media. And we're doing it without a campaign because they're doing it to themselves. Gabe Kaminsky joins us in 60 seconds. All right, I want to talk to you a little bit about preborn. Tomorrow is Valentine's Day, and that should get you thinking about hearts and sweetness and little cherub-looking angels and cherub-looking angels. Ah, maybe make you think of babies. Before my uh, before my son was born, Tanya and I tried to have a baby. Really for a long time. And there is nothing more fun than, you know, two years into trying and you're like, hurry up, I gotta put my legs up by 
2 p.m. Oh, my gosh, it's so romantic. Anyway, um, we adopted Rafe, uh, and his mother was a teenage girl who could have aborted the baby, but she didn't. God bless her, she didn't. And she's a superhero for doing that. Saving babies. There's nothing better than saving babies. I can't imagine my world without my son. Well, how many babies have been killed? How many babies are not being born just today? Preborn is a, uh, a system of clinics around the country, and they're in some of the biggest abortion centers, and they are working to save babies. They're the largest provider of free ultrasounds in the nation, because once a mom comes in who's considering an abortion, she comes in and she sees the baby on ultrasound, she is like, I think it's like 80% more likely to have the baby and not abort the baby. Share a heartbeat, will you? Dial pound 250, say the keyword baby, pound 250, keyword baby, or go to preborn.com slash Beck, sponsored by Preborn. Gabe, what a tremendous series of articles that you have written. Thank you for being on the program. Thank you very much, uh, Glenn. I appreciate that. And thank you for having me. You bet. Okay. So um, explain what you have uh, uncovered and why it's important. We essentially unpacked in a multi-part series that uh, we are still working on about how essentially these organizations, particularly we highlighted a group called the Global Disinformation Index. (laughs) And these organizations are feeding secret blacklists to advertising companies with the intent of shutting down and defunding disfavored speech. In this case, uh, certainly conservative media. And so we actually learned that the Washington Examiner, uh, among other outlets, uh, is on this blacklist and that this process is uh, playing a major, very major role in how uh, media outlets are gaining access to advertising dollars. Uh, the second part of our series, uh, sort of the most uh, important part of this, I think, is that the United States government has funded the disinformation tracking organization that is, uh, as we said, openly taking steps to defund and deplatform disfavored speech, certainly raising First Amendment issues. Okay, well, hang on just a sec. First, Global Disinformation Index sounds very official. Who is this group? Yes. So the Global Disinformation Index is a British organization that is two affiliated American nonprofit organizations that have both uh, been reaping uh, hundreds of thousands of dollars kind of as this disinformation tracking space accelerates. And so Global Disinformation Index they compile a secret uh, dynamic exclusion list, essentially a blacklist. And this list compiles groups that they determine to be peddling uh, alleged disinformation. So this organization has said publicly that the outlets that it deems the riskiest are outlets like the American Spectator, the American Conservative, the Daily Wire, uh, the Blaze, uh, Newsmax, and, uh, and several other outlets. And so their blacklist uh, separately is something that they provide to advertising companies like Mm -hmm. the Microsoft owned Xander in order for those advertising companies to have insight into the outlets that they should 
allegedly uh, deplatform and defund. Mm-hmm. And and um, what gives these people the expertise to make that uh, determination? Great question. Um, you know, that's obviously a question on a lot of people's minds, certainly, Glenn. Um, you know, these organizations are heavily staffed with uh, and oversaw, over, they're oversaw by people, uh, university professors, writers, oh. and journalists. One individual on the board of the Global Disinformation Index is Ann Applebaum, a left-wing journalist who notably discredited the uh, Hunter Biden laptop story. Um, other individuals are involved with groups like the Pew Research Center, the Open Society Foundation, uh, and uh, NVIDIA, notably. Yeah. Okay. So um, they're going around. And, I mean, this is something that uh, Media Matters was uh, doing and really, despite what is said in the papers, quite ineffectively uh, with me when I was on just radio and Fox, um, and they would target and target and target and target. But now um, you're looking really at Google and Amazon as the big advertisers, um, and they're targeting um, all of these um uh, all of these agencies, if you will, that are really media platforms, correct? That's right. Uh, there, you know, a group like this, uh, which obviously you know has certainly flown under the radar, uh, is has developed major influence clearly in the advertising space based on the fact that Microsoft, we learned, was subscribing to this list. Microsoft, obviously, one of the most uh, one of the largest corporations uh, throughout the world. Um, I'm just looking at the review of the Huffington Post. The this is this is their risk level is low, so feel free to advertise. The Huffington Post largely features fact-based, unbiased content, free of sensational text or visuals. The domain also refrained from perpetuating divisive narratives via the negative targeting of groups or individuals, you know, unless you're conservative or Republican. The outlet scores for the operations pillar indica- indicators are imperfect, but it is better than most. Wow. Wow. So that's good. Yeah, and, and what I would like to flag, Glenn, is that the organizations, the news outlets that the Global Disinformation Index ranks as the 10 least riskiest, they all skew to the left, uh, notably, except the Wall Street Journal, but notably, they flag Huffington Post, now HuffPost, and BuzzFeed News as allegedly the 10 riskiest outlets. As your listeners may remember, these are two media outlets that heavily right. peddled the Steele dossier that right. intended to link Right. Uh, Donald Trump to Russia. They also peddled the false notion that the Hunter Biden laptop story was Russian disinformation. These are two very problematic, legitimate disinformation campaigns that seeped into the American consciousness. Well, and I don't think people understand the Wall Street Journal is actually used to used to be. I don't know if it is anymore. It used to be more liberal in its news pages than the New York Times. But because of the editorial section being so conservative, it just kind of got this rap that it wasn't. But it, it, it's a very liberal newspaper when it comes to the news. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, and I, 
what, you know, what we tried to highlight again is the fact that uh, the, 10 list, the 10 allegedly least risky outlets, uh, that, that certainly is problematic given the stories that they've promoted in the past. Whereas when you look at the outlets labeled the riskiest outlets, essentially like uh, the Washington Examiner or the Blaze, these are outlets that actually uh, were right on, on this material first. You know, the Washington Examiner verified the contents of the Hunter Biden laptop. Uh, and so did several other outlets long before uh, legacy media actually took an honest attempt to take a look at that information. You know, it's funny because I don't see um, I don't see any on uh, the riskiest <clears throat> on the riskiest domains or apps. I don't see a single liberal on here and I see almost every single uh, conservative <laughs> Uh, it's it's quite a list. Go. Can we go back to now where the government is funding? Because even our State Department is funding this. That's right. Uh, the the State Department uh, has granted three hundred and thirty thousand dollars to the Global Disinformation Index through two specific entities. One, the Global Engagement Center, which is essentially a grant making arm through the State Department that actually came under fire in Twitter files uh, reported by journalist Matt Taibbi because that same organization was contacting Twitter and, uh, and, and asking them to, uh, to engage in content moderation related to the coronavirus and vaccines in particular uh, in 2020. Uh, so that's one entity that has funded uh, the Global Disinformation Index. The other State Department entity is the National Endowment for Democracy, which is a nonprofit group that was authorized through Congress that is funded almost oh, entirely yeah. through congr- congressional appropriations. And I, I would really flag that the board of the National Endowment for Democracy has oversight over who receives grants. And mm-hmm. their Congresswoman Elise Stefanik, a Republican, a staunch Trump advocate, uh, aligned with pres- former President Donald Trump, she sits on the board of that organization. Uh, uh, it's a, it's a, it's quite a mess. How is this going to be cleaned up? So we, you know, we, we've received word from a few, a few uh, members of Congress who have said, you know, this raises major issues and, and they would hope to investigate this. One is representative Michael McCall, who's the chairman of the house foreign affairs committee, which oversees grants to the state department. Uh, another is Representative Jim Banks of Indiana, who has been a staunch advocate uh, for First Amendment and anti, uh, anti-censorship operations. Uh, but certainly, you know, certainly, you know, a, a lot of Americans are hoping that uh, members of Congress can take adequate steps to uh, investigate this situation, in particular because this uh, really feeds into a lot that was revealed with the Twitter files between uh, public and private partnerships. And I think that does raise a lot of concerns with uh, American voters. G- Gabe, I, uh, I thank you for exposing this and all the work you guys do at the examiner. You're, you're a really reputable site. Um, and you do a lot of great work. So thank you. Thanks for bringing this thank to our attention. Much, you bet. Bye-bye. All right. Let me tell you about American financing. You've been putting off, uh, doing a cash out refi of your home's mortgage. Maybe it's time to look again Everything costs more right now. And if you're counting on people like Jerome Powell and the Fed to pull us out of this, they got they boy, they got a plan. Do they? You're betting on the wrong horse right now. The Fed is trying to stabilize the housing market, which means home values are going to go down. If you're a homeowner, 
Maybe it's time to find light at the end of the tunnel in the form of a cash-out refi at American Financing. You can take some cash out of your house and pay down some of this debt that if you have credit card debt, man, you are paying like 20-21% interest rate. That's that's insane. That is almost loan shark territory. American Financing is a family-owned mortgage company that's in it for you, and they're saving people just like you an average of $700 a month. Plus, you might be able to delay up to two mortgage payments and close in as little as 10 days. So I want you to call American Financing now, 800-906-2440, 800-906-2440, or go to AmericanFinancing.net. American Ten- Financing, NMLS, 182334, www.nmlsconsumeraccess.org. 10 seconds, station ID. This is quite amazing. The Washington Post. Now, this is going to take you as a complete surprise. The Washington Post has an article today. The conservative challenge to liberalism goes deeper than self-interest. What? What are you, crazy? The political analysis Mike Barone once quipped, all process arguments are insincere, including this one. He meant that political fights about the rules of the game are really not about helping, you know, uh, one side win, um, that, that they are just about that. But now the Washington Post is reporting that's not always the case, at least not entirely. Two new high quality studies suggest that American conservatives are more committed than liberals to Two important procedural norms. Now, this is going to come as a shock, but conservatives, they have found in two separate studies, actually believe in state rights and freedom of speech. Yeah, yeah, it's crazy. (sighs) Thank goodness the Washington Post is here to shed some light on this that maybe possibly some people believe it. These findings support the theory that conservatives are more focused on the means of distributing political power, while liberalism is more focused on the ends to which that political power is used. So wait a minute. So a group of progressives that say the ends justify the means, they're not as concerned with the process that gets you to the end. Wow. What a shock. Um, Modern populism on the right, which aims to set aside traditional guardrails and achieve conservative ends by a wider range of means, can be thought of partly as responsive to this gap. Based on the analysis of survey data since 2000, it found that conservatives are more likely to prefer a devolution of power to state and local jurisdictions even if doing so might make it harder to achieve conservative policy aims. Wow. So let me see if I have this right. Conservatives are actually trying to conserve the principles of our Constitution. So it's not like we're like, yeah, everybody loves the Bill of Rights, but we're actually like, we love the Bill of Rights. And we stand by it. Wow. Mm. 
Again, liberals are more likely to prioritize policy aims and to support whatever level of government seems most likely to achieve these things. That is crazy. On issues where state-led policy ma- uh, making can advance liberal priorities, meanwhile, liberal support for federalism surges. In 2018, 83% of liberals supported California's prerogative to set especially progressive vehicle emissions, while conservative views of federalisms also shifted depending on ideological implications. The effect is less pronounced. 58% of conservatives also say California should be allowed. So almost 60% of conservatives say, yeah, California should be allowed. It's a state right. Even though we want smaller government, we'll allow the state to decide. Wow, that's this is changing my whole view. I didn't even. Wow, people mean what they say occasionally. In January, another study from Stanford University in University of California, San Diego, measured the propensity of Democrats and Republicans to remove partisan misinformation on social media. The difference was stark. Even when Republicans agree that the content is false, they are still half as likely as Democrats to say that the content should be removed and more than twice as likely to consider removal censorship. Now, I'm just trying to get a hold of that last sentence. Some people believe that removal of content is censorship. How does that even work? Do the math. That's not what censors do. They don't remove, uh, you know, content. What? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Apparently, 1,100 people had false headlines geared up to support partisan uh, priors of one party or the other. And uh, it looks like the Republicans were consistent in values and Democrats weren't. (laughs) Wow. Thank you, Washington Post. I'm sure no eyes will be opened. But there's more. Another study. The Glenn Beck Program. All right. Once in a while, good things get even better. Take my pillow, for example. Now, this is the product that I would have never seen myself buying, really, honestly. Um, if it, if I hadn't, if Mike Lindell came down and gave it to me and he was like, here, you try this. Okay. And I'll see you tomorrow. Okay. So I tried it and I didn't like it. And all morning I'm thinking, how am I going to tell him I hated his pillow? And I walk into the office and he said, well, I'll just sleep. And I said, well, and he said, you don't like it. And I said, nah, actually I don't. I'm nothing personal. And, um, he said, you're sleeping on the wrong one. Let me get you another one. I think he got me the bigger one. And I love it. And I sleep with it every night. And I couldn't believe there was a difference between the two. Now they have upgraded MyPillow 2.0. And you can buy one, get one for free. It has temperature regulating technology. And it's all made here in the United States. It's it's crazy what he's done with pillows. MyPillow.com. Click on the radio listener special square. Get the buy one, get one free on the MyPillow 2.0 or call them at 800-966-3117. The promo code is BECK. 
which is the same promo code that you might want to use subscribing to Blaze TV. BlazeTV.com slash Glenn. Welcome to the uh, Glenn Beck program. Now, I, I look, I love grinding and uh, and the the football field full of humping as much as the next person. Sure. Um, but I was maybe just a little off put, just a little off put by uh, the uh, Beyonce. I don't know where they Oompa Loompas. Um, I walk in and I thought, oh, my gosh, there's been some sort of hazardous chemical spill in the uh, in the stadium. And then I realized, no, because they wouldn't be showing their chest and their bellies. And I thought that was tasteful, um, hot. Sure. When Beyonce grabbed her junk and uh, then smelled her hand and then put her hand in the mouth, I thought she is classy. Or yeah, Rihanna, sorry, Beyonce, Rihanna, whatever, whatever. Um, she's that super huge star that does that. Oh, her super, super classics that she was doing last night. And I think, you know, I saw the picture of uh, her, um, you know, um, and uh, and I thought, you know, that's she should have combed her hair before. You know, when you get out of bed, your hair standing straight up like that and you shouldn't. But, you know, hey, to each his own. I just thought it was classy. And I want to thank. No, no, no. I'm going to I'm going to tell you the truth. My children would like to thank the NFL for them seeing her grab her crotch and smell her fingers and lick it in front of her uh, in front of their mom and dad. They enjoyed that as much as we did, as much as we did. It's a great family event. And so thank you. Thank you so much for that. Now, let me go back to uh, a couple of studies that um, I that I find very interesting. Um, you know, I just gave you the two studies from uh, the Washington Post that that shows that liberals are more interested in the ends and they don't really care about the means where conservatives actually do care about freedom of speech and, you know, the Constitution and Bill of Rights and stuff. Which is weird. Um, and it explains why liberals always say they don't really care. No, we actually do. We actually do. Um, we care about the process a great deal, even if it goes against us. We believe that's the American way. But, um, but very few liberals believe in that. They, and that's the difference. Those are the people you're seeing peel away now. You're seeing people peel away from the left that are actual classical liberals. <clears throat> they are people that believe in the Bill of Rights and believe in America. And, um, and the process matters. <clears throat> Those are the people who are coming over. And they're not becoming conservatives. They're just uh, recognizing, wow, I'm not uh, progressive like that. I actually uh, love my country and would like to have it get better in the way to get it you know, to be better is to, I don't know, 
live by the Constitution and the Bill of Rights. All right. So that was the first one. Now I've got another shocking, shocking report. Apparently, a new study from the Survey Center on American Life found that Republican men and women are significantly happier in their marriage than their Democratic counterparts. According to the survey, Republican men report being most satisfied in their relationships. And men, can I just say, of course, because we got the little woman in the kitchen, barefoot and pregnant. Am I right? No, actually, not so much. Democratic women, you know, the ones that Democrats empower and are always trying to say, oh, you are the best. And I'm not going to call you a sweetheart. You are the best. You go out there and you get a job. You go and do all that you can do babe, because that's who you are. You're just like me. You want to have a thing in your pants? That's great with me, too. There's no difference between the two of us. And that might explain the man you found in my bed last night. But I thought it was you, sweetheart. I did. So 48% of those surveyed Republican men, 48% stated they were completely satisfied in their marriage. 42% of Republican married women say they're completely satisfied. But see, these, bless their heart, they're so cute. These are just those people that have been hypnotized by religion and politics that are just being abused. These women are in abusive relationships. Trust me, you ask any professor at any college, you ask anybody who studies women in women's studies, and they'll tell you that's the truth right there. Now, only 36% of Democrat married men and 29% of Democrat married women say they're satisfied with their marriage. Huh. Republicans, and this is going to come as a shock to you, Republicans and Democrats view gender roles dramatically differently. Well, of course we do, because we understand there are only two genders. So it doesn't get all murky, you know. Once you start adding the the magic, fire-breathing, unicorn, she-people, and it just gets complex. Republicans tend to embrace traditional gender roles while Democrats tend to question them. Modern liberal Democrats attribute gender roles to established social norms they deem to be oppressive. Right? Am I right? Like moms and dads should take care of their kids. You know, the government shouldn't be the ones making all the decisions. You know, each person has a responsibility. Uh, For instance, one brings the eggs, one brings the and you put those two together. And it's like you got chocolate in my peanut butter and it turns into a baby. Isn't that weird? Anyway. Uh, They said uh, this leaks into the relationships for the Democrats, often causing uh, some to purportedly flip traditional gender roles on their heads on TikTok videos titled life as a stay at home husband or life of a trophy husband are an entire genre. Now, wouldn't you love to be called a trophy husband or a trophy wife? I think now I hate to be consider, uh, you know, uh, consistent, 
I hate to say something that could hurt my own side, but I think trophy wives are just as bad as trophy husbands. Um, masculinity in Democratic homes is more likely to be toxic and stay-at-home mom is code for slave. I'm glad we know that now. I'm glad we know the dog whistles. That way we can point it out when a liberal says, stay-at-home mothers. We know now that they're really meaning slaves. Unfortunately for progressives, men and women's differing, yet uh, complementary skills and talents are not a construct, but rooted, get this one, in human biology. What? Human nature and biology? Next thing you're going to tell me, you know what a woman is. What? Yes, they say that's not a social construct, but rooted in human biology and fighting Human nature will never make one happy. Okay, so this is the problem with all the ideas that are coming from the left right now, based in Marxism. What does Marxism do? It fights nature. That's why they have to enforce it. That's why you, that's why you have to. It only happens at the barrel of a gun. And when it's not a barrel of the gun, like it happened here in Texas in 1840, I think, 1850, there was a big, here in Dallas, there was a big commune of people. They came over, of course, from France, and they're like, we're going to try this Marxism thing. And they moved out in the middle of nowhere, and they started a socialist, an honest-to-God socialist community. That's what the big ball, what is the, the, the thing called the big ball here in, yeah, Reunion Tower? That tower, Reunion, is named after the town that was built right underneath that tower. It was a huge socialist experiment, and it didn't work, to say the least. Well, I mean, it did until they, instead of killing the old people and the sick people, they just expelled them because society couldn't pay for it. And then when people wouldn't work to pull their fair share, which was a lot, they expelled them too. So that's what happens when it's a volunteer society. It doesn't work. So what do you do? Well, you're not going to give up your power and say, oh, well, it didn't work. You're just going to have to liquidate those people. That's why it always goes wrong. Anyway, back to the study. <clears throat> Conservatives, comparatively, greater happiness goes beyond marriage, they say. In a 2022 American Family Survey, they found that 37% of conservative men reported they're completely satisfied with their life versus 21% of liberal men. How can you, I'm surprised that 37%, only 37%, that's the high number, is happy with their life. I mean, how would you answer that? And what would make you say that you're not happy with your life? Success? Money? I mean, what, what, I mean, if you're happily married, I don't understand. I mean, maybe it's just me, but, you know, the one thing that Tanya and I 
have learned is, uh, and we've known this for many, many years, the importance of our faith. But our family has been under attack from, I believe, dark forces, um, you know, in the last year. And it has been, I mean, we have had everything thrown at us. And Tanya and I have gotten to a place to where, especially with the kids, it's kind of like, oh, well, that's going to leave a mark. But, hey, it's their mark to be left. And, uh, you know, we find ourselves, you know, kind of with the kids in slow motion. And first we're like, don't do that. Don't, you don't want to do it. Don't stop. Don't, you really don't. And then they just kind of go into slow motion. And then we look at each other and go, wow, wow, that's going to take a lot of therapy. But the good news is they'll be paying for it. So we've kind of come to this place to where we're fine. And we know that in the end, the family will be fine if we all just try to do the right thing. And if they don't do the right thing, well, they're going to learn one way or another. And we can't control everybody. We can't. They're adults. You got to make your own decisions. And it leads to such happiness. I mean, Tanya and I, in our darkest times, have been able to laugh. I don't think that's ever happened before. Because we never had times this dark. But she hasn't found me funny since about two weeks after we got married. So, all right, blinds.com. It's the new year. And you're wanting to find that new year look for your home. Something different, something stylish. Something that's not going to break the bank. Well, start with the windows. Shopping around for window treatments usually requires having people come to your house. Not once, but twice. First to measure. And then Come back and they pick out what you want. You know, look, look, this is going to be great. And then actually the third time they come in and install them. It's wonderful. It's a hassle and it's expensive. And nobody gives you the prices until after they've visited your house. With Blinds.com, they have design consultants that have you covered. They can help you pick out what's right for your home on the phone, usually the first day or online. And um, you think there's too many choices because there's tons of choices there. They'll help you narrow it down, but they don't ever have to come to your home unless you want them to install it. And they'll do that. There's a reason why Blinds.com has over 40,000 five-star reviews. And it becomes really, really obvious when you see how their window treatments give your house a whole new look. And they hadn't cost you an arm and a leg. And you don't have a bunch of snotty people over your house going, oh, I don't know. Kind of clashes uh, with that carnival kind of look in your house. Uh, If you do need help measuring or installing, they got you covered. Everything is uh, backed by Blinds.com's 100% satisfaction guarantee. So go to Blinds.com now and shop. Save up to 45% site-wide. 45% off everything. Up to 45% off all site-wide, blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Glenn Beck. Oh. Oh. Hey, here's something good. Internet searches for cancel golf membership have jumped. Now, could be for many reasons. Could be... People are finally waking up that golf is nothing but a frustrating game. Could be that it's just more popular to use clubs now to defend yourself. Or it could be that 
even people who have golf memberships are like, ah, how do I get out of this? I'm starting to be low on money. Now, I don't know which one of the three it is because I'm not a golf expert, but private courses have seen a boom and now it's starting to fade and people are trying to uh, cancel. Okay. The only other time we saw this was 14 years ago. Um, the, uh, the headlines were citizens beginning to cancel golf memberships. That is exactly what happened in 2008. So congratulations on that. But we are fine. This this economy is is I mean, it's going like hell or going to hell. I can't remember which one he says, but uh, Biden's on top of it. And so is the Fed. All right. I want to talk to you about balloons and aliens. Yeah. And what we're shooting down this weekend. The Glenn Beck Program.